Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Above the Bar podcast, where each week we belly up to the bar with a new guest, find out what they do, who they are, and what makes them great. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Alrighty, folks, welcome back to the Above the Bar podcast. It's your show, Sean. We are bellying up to the bar today with another Marine. I know this is what we do. We're finishing off our series this month. has been all about uh, networking, starting your own business, um, really, you know, taking that leap of faith that most of us aren't willing to take and kind of doing your own thing. And, and being your own boss, probably my favorite saying when it comes to owning your own company or owning your own thing is once you become your own boss, you get to pick the 80 hours a week that you work. So I decided to pick, I guess he's, I mean, he kind of knows something about running businesses. He's kind of <laughs> like a serial entrepreneur. He's kind of like the second loudest person I know next to me. But, <laughs> but I, I mean, and we've known each other. God, we met, let's see. I think our guest tonight and I met back in 2011, I want to say. Correct. Correct. It had to be. And I don't know if he remembers the story. I remember the story. I got sent over to his unit to tell them why they should be recruiting. And he pulled me off to the side and like, no, 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 no. I got this. I look like I mean, only there. We'll do this. I, I got all this all worked out. They've all got mission letters. And I'm like, who the hell is this loud, fast talking guy? That's like bulldogging me. I, you bulldog me. But that blossomed into an amazing relationship, friendship, and he has helped me in my career. I hope I've helped him in his. But no matter what, we have with us the CEO. I don't know if he's CEO. I bet his wife would probably say something different. But the CEO <laughs> of Roman Empire Logistics, Vinny Roman. Oh, wait a second. Wrong button. What's Thanks up, for having man? me. I, I'm so glad you can make it out, you know, find some time for us tonight. I, folks, I kid you not, when when I talk to Vinny, he's normally going somewhere, running around with something. He's headed to New York City. He's back up in Albany. He's always somewhere. So, brother, I appreciate you, man. No, nah, thanks. I appreciate you. I'm excited. So we're going to get into it today. We're going to be talking, what is a serial entrepreneur? What does that mean to 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 be that person? Um. It's an amazing what Vinny has been able to do. Before we get into that, though, as always, we got to do some house cleaning here. First thing is always above my right shoulder, we have our board for sticker and a cause. If you're out there and you've got something you believe in, whether it be a small and look, I don't believe in small businesses. If it pays your bills, that thing ain't small and not in any way, shape or form. Um, that business is important. So if you've got a sticker for your business, send it to me. I'll read about it on air free advertising for you. You got another podcast, send it to me. I'll read about it. You have anything out there. You send me a sticker. I'll read about it on air. So there's your opportunity with sticker and a cause. The next thing is, is if your media needs a little bit of an upgrade, you're, you're looking at your post and you're saying, Hey, why isn't nobody paying attention to what I'm putting online? Well, that's, that's very simple. You're not contacting media by dibs. Check out media by dibs. He's on Facebook, Instagram, everything. It's Media by Dibs. Mention Belly Up to the Bar. He's going to give you a 10% discount. That's another Marine. 
uh, making sure we're supporting those marine businesses. I'm gonna I'm gonna take care of my own every time. So we've got that dude. You've already got some. You know, the Podfather jumped on with us tonight. Herb, evening gentlemen. Uh, Chrissy Smith. She says she's got his Bluetooth in his ear. Absolutely, he's Chrissy. He's always got his Bluetooth. We had to actually talk about this. I made him go get wired headphones in, and then uh, Lulu. No, this that's awesome. Uh, so we already got some folks. So so Vinny, tell everybody a little bit about what is. Rome. Well, let's go back even further. So you were in the Marine Corps. How long were you in for? I did uh, 16 and a half years. I retired uh, as an E7, a gunnery sergeant, got hurt in my last deployment. And uh, here I am today. So so when you so you did logistics in the Marine Corps? Uh, a little bit of uh, a little bit of this. I was uh, an infantry guy. Right. So we are jack of all trades, masters of none. Um, so I learned I, I learned a lot. Um, logistics was the key element, but believe it or not, my success and everything I owe to was, uh, the behold recruiting world, uh, <laughs> everything. I mean, from marketing to talking to people, recruiting. And we've talked about that on the show before. And Lulu, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Uh, Lulu said, thank you for your service, gentlemen. And, and recruiting is different. Like, and I've explained this to people before Marine Corps recruiting, in my opinion, is completely different than any other recruiting you will ever, ever see, because we were sent to, especially our generation, we were sent to formal schools that IBM and Xerox was sending their salespeople to. We were learning um, Marine Corps. Actually, if you didn't know this, folks, if you look up the advertising firm, J. Walter Thomas, which is a monster advertising firm, we're talking New York City big boys, that's who does all the Marine Corps advertising. Like they put out the money. So guys like like Vinny and I, that's that's what we were taught off of. Uh John L, what's up, brother? Uh, you know, that's what we were taught off of is this kind of thing. So you get out of the Marine Corps, medically discharged, it's you gotta pay bills, brother. I mean, you're gonna get your disability, you're gonna get your, you know, your medically retire. Because you took the medical retirement, right? Oh, absolutely medically retired you know so so you're not you're not getting the double or nothing like it what are you gonna do man like what where does this where do we it, go it scary it's scary i mean the reality is my whole you know young adult life i'm i'm institutionalized in the military right and you know we they tell you what to do and when to get up and then you know you really you really not your own right and then one day you broke and now you say hey it's time for you to move on um i was blessed that when I got to the capital region, I started with Toys for Tots. Um, I was voluntold to, to run Toys for Tots. And, uh, you know, I was a recipient of Toys for Tots growing up. So it was near and dear to me. But as an active duty Marine, we don't really know what Toys for Tots really right. does until you get into the reserve side of the world. And um, I, I met a lot of people. And when I finally found out I couldn't play in the sandbox no more, um, I had some opportunity in the capital region really opened up the doors for me. So I had, you know, three, four different job options. I met a guy by the name of David Prescott. Um, and he, you know, he let me into his organization at uh, Integra Optics. And I started being his logistics coordinator, kind of moved on from, from the, being the logistics coordinator to logistics manager, so on and so forth. That was the door opener, um, kind of the breather to kind of, you know, I was making some money. Finally had the, you know, a little bit of uh, my sea legs under me. 
but it but it's it's definitely a scary journey uh for sure now now as Vinny glosses over toys for tots i'm not letting that shit get away <laughs> ladies and gentlemen this is a a person who single handedly made amtrak run toys for toys for tots when they were ready to quit vinnie roman grabbed them by their collar and said no this is what's going to happen and he made them them get involved this is a gentleman who brought news crews who brought anyone and everyone congressmen senators you name it they went and saw toys for tots and folks, this wasn't while he was just in the Marine Corps. He did it afterwards. So no before, so yeah, listen, he's still doing it. So before his ass sits here and glosses over toys for tots, like, yeah, I did it a couple of times. You know, like I, I put some toys in a box or went and got a box. This is the person that if you were anywhere up and down the Hudson, up and down the Hudson line from Plattsburgh to good God, who knows where down into the city. And your child got a toy from Toys for Tots or got a coat. Vinnie Roman put that together. So don't let him just gloss over that. It's uh, it's humbling. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, you, I, just, I don't... you just blew off something like you. You're the guy in the, you know, you're not as good looking as that Marine in the commercial, but you're it. You're there. It's, uh, you know, it's it, it, for, for me, it's um, I don't do anything. I mean, Chrissy, you're right. I don't do anything half-assed. You're absolutely right about that. Um, we're either going to do it or we're not going to do it, right? And when I got into Fox 225, um, I got turned over to Toy for Tots, volunteered to do this thing. And it was, I had no turnover. I had no understanding of it. And here I am right out of Iraq going, what am I supposed to do? We broke. And the CEO said I needed to make this thing look good. I ran to, I called every person I knew contacted i met uh uh patrick lorenz who turned out to be one of my best friends and uh he pointed me in the right direction i went to the news crew got some money and we went from helping sixty thousand kids to doing over two hundred and sixteen thousand kids we raised 4.5 million dollars in roughly about 100 days we cover 1.47 million miles um which is the third largest Toy for Tots campaign in the country. Um, but I always say it, and Murph, you know I tell you this all the time, I'm just a conductor, man. I just push that throttle back and forwards, but the people that I'm surrounding myself with are the real movers and shakers. I just keep the train kind of running. Um, that's my that's my thing. He, he's, in, you know, we, we've had some pretty impressive folks on here. And if you haven't figured out anything, as this series has gone along, everyone that I've introduced you all to, whether it be Vinny, Brian Morell, Chrissy Smith, uh, or Christine Smith, as, as of last week, I've never seen her name as Chrissy, um, you know, Donnie, uh, Bovine, something I, I want all of you to think about. And, and it's funny that John L was on here, and I hope he's still on. John L., who was my first real trainer as a, on the railroad, Every single one of these people is infectious to be near. You want to stand near them. You want to hear their stories. You want to see what they're going on. You want to know what their next step is. And you're upset if your wagon's not hitched to it. You want to know why. 
And, and Vinny's notorious for this. So if, here it is, Vin. You're, you're out of the Marine Corps. You're you're doing your first logistics position. Where do we go from doing that to you were for a little bit there? You were like a company hitman. They would call you up and be like, "Hey, this is broken." Can you come in and fix it? And it wasn't even contract. Like I always remember uh, reaching out to you. I was like, hey, man, there's a job over at um, the Red Cross. And you were like, yeah, I'm already there. I'm, I'm working that right now. And then like I felt like it was four or five months later. I'm like, hey, man, I, they're hiring another position. Can, can oh, man, I've already left there. Uh, I got everything up and running. They're running good. They're fine now. I had another company call me. I'm on my way. So. Where did you go from this first logistics position to being a hitman to fix companies? Well, it, it kind of all started. It's, it's I went from there to, to being the, the chief operating officer of the American Red Cross. And it was just getting into getting into these companies and, and seeing uh, an opportunity. And honestly, uh, just building the teams, right? Getting good people and, and taking these folks and, and showing them how good they can be and then getting them to the next level. And as I'm going through this journey, you know, as, as a lot of military men, they start realizing that I don't really like working for other people. Um, that's the key, right? Like, I, I enjoy what I was doing at the Red Cross, right? That is, is, a, is a fact. Uh, we struggle with that, right? And it was good. I, I, I had people. I fixed them. I elevated them. But then at the end of the day, you, you really don't have a, a say in, at, at the end state. You, you can't focus on what it is. So it, it, it always just put a sour taste in my mouth because if my boss is doing something that I know could be done better, what are you going to say? Hey, boss, you suck. You can't say that. Like, I mean, you can. Really, Tell you me can. How it, works. it ain't I mean, going to get you far. <laughs> right? It ain't going to get you far. But I, I realized real fast that it wasn't for me. And, and then people started asking me, hey, can I help, you know, can you come give me some advice? Can I help this? Can I help that? And, you know, it wasn't until I actually hit, you know, I made a decision and I, I went with a company and, uh, you know, I hit rock bottom. You know, I, I made I made a, a very, you know, impulsive move. I was very successful in that impulsive move. Uh, but I learned from that. Right. That was the biggest mistake of my life. And, you know, I tell people mistakes are good. Mistakes is where we learn from, but it's how you recover from those mistakes there that makes you who you are. Right. And I've, I mean, your brother, I was six, seven months without no, without no income coming in. No, check. Know, my, no check, no wife, wife wasn't getting a check cause she was right there by my side. And, you know, my biggest success it's not my business. My biggest success is my family because without my wife, I'm shit. And I'll tell everybody that I ain't shit without my wife. Well, your, your wife, uh, and she deserves every bit the kudos, you know, you and I talk all the time, you know, Vinny's wife is, is ride or die. You know, we, we hear that term all the time and you, you always hear people like, Oh, I've got somebody by my side, this, that, or the other. I feel that way about my wife. Vinny's wife has been, if, if you see a picture of him, she's there. She is in that shot. She's his equal partner in all of it. Um, and that's got, you know, that kind of begs the question, you know, what does that, so you're, you're doing this, you hit the rock bottom, you know, 
was there ever before you became this serial entrepreneur, starting businesses, selling businesses, running businesses, you know, walking into other people's businesses and saying you need to change happy to glad before you, you know, you really hurt yourself. Did, was there ever a point, you know, you hit this rock bottom where you're like, you know, for, for, you know, for the comedical side of it. Um, what did you ever hit that point where you're like, I, I could sell, I could sell cars. I could sell used cars. I mean, where, 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 where did you hit that point where you just said again, Okay, I'm just going to start all over. I'm going to start my own gig again. Well, I, I, I mean, that, that's literally at that point, at that pinnacle of my life, I, seven months, no income. I started applying for jobs. I had this lady, uh, um, Karen. Um, she, she was like, Vinny, I, I got this guy I can introduce you to. She helps veterans. Let me make some connections. And I, you know, I said, yo, I'm going to go run a distribution center. I need to make some money. I needed I needed to do whatever I needed to do because my my mistakes, my kids, my family weren't gonna see me sweat. And let me tell you where I come from. I come from the bottom of the bottom, and you know I, I grew up in a one bedroom apartment, seven people living in. And it's not a sad story, but it's my story. It's made me who I am today because I run off of fear. Fear of going back to where I never want to be. See, people use excuses to say that that's where they at. I use my circumstance to fight to get the hell out of that. Thank you. You so so fear was your motivator. Fear is my motivator every it day. Still is every day. It's just like when you're in the Marine Corps. You you made your da- your doggone mission because you fear that you're gonna get an adverse fit rep. You fear that you were gonna you were gonna do something bad, right? And yes, yes. Right. Uh, we it, it's it's amazing that you would say that. You know, there. I don't think we have enough fear, and it's weird to say it that way. People are like, what do you mean we don't have enough fear? I, I can tell you with what I do right now, I've I'm the equivalent of of a startup with what I do, and, and finding people work. We didn't exist in this area. We weren't a name. And every day I walked away from, and I'll give Vinny, Vinny gets a lot of kudos from me. I will never say it. Vinny and I were sitting in opposite barber chairs one day. Do you remember this? Yeah. Sitting in opposite barber chairs. I had retired out of the Marine Corps. He was retired. We looked over at each other. Didn't even realize we were sitting next to each other. We look over at each other and he goes, well, what are you doing? And I tell him what I was at. He's like, you're not going to like that. I was like, shut up. I'm going to love it. It's great. He goes, you're not going to like that hands me and says, call me when, when you're, when you're done with it. Cause you're not going to like it. We knew each other well enough. So it wasn't what three months later, I'm calling Vinny. <laughs> I'm like, Hey man, I got to get out of this. So he hooks me up with my job at Amtrak helps me get in there. Old school folks. When I say old school, it was one of those kind of situations where somebody goes, be here this day at this time for the formalities it's your job. Don't worry about it. It was like when I was, listen here, son, don't worry about it. You got a job. I'm going to take you in. It'll be a beautiful thing. <laughs> you know, it was one of those kind of deals. And, and he got me into that position. That was, that's, so when I say, you know, we talk about networking around here and how important it is. Vinny is a networking ninja, but he got me into that position, uh, 
And I have to tell you, I walked away from it back in June. And I know exactly what Vinny means. I am scared every day I go to work. Every day. Because I walked away from a job that I could have been doing for the rest of my life and it would have been no big deal. I'd have made good money. But I chose to build something. And I'm curious with, with everybody who's out there right now, who's got question? Who's tried to build something or is ready to build something? Because you got a guy right here who can tell you what you need to do between, you know, I'll tell you from a networking standpoint, but Vinny is the kind of person that can put you on that road. And I got to tell you, Vinny, you got some, some fans out here. Masabab Habad says best boss ever. I'm not that's sure who my, that. That's my, that's my left hand in, in this evolution. Uh, that's uh, Mosvah Haddad. He's my operations manager. This guy new into the country, been here a couple of years. And, you know, I met him, he was doing um, Uber Eats and, 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 and delivering food. And um, we interviewed him for a position in the company. And he goes, I don't want to be a damn driver uh, for the rest of my life. Like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an educated guy. I'm just new to this country. My wife didn't really, really didn't, really didn't understand what he meant by that. She took it as offense. <laughs> and she took she took it personal, right? She was like, "Yo, this is my company. I'm not I'm not trying to treat you like like you know like crap." And uh, you know, he he came on and started off as a driver for me. And uh, I got Jendrick Hans, who who's my right hand, and a 26 year old young man, right, came in and 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 I do what I did best. I I groom them and create these fantastic men and women, and they running these companies with me for me. Um, and it's humbling because, you know, when you see these guys that have that tenacity, that love and, and you just giving them the opportunity, that's the shit, bro. If you give people the opportunity and you Thank believe you. in them, man, like anything is possible. So everybody goes and says, yo, Vinny does this, Vinny does that. I do a lot. But honestly, I do a lot of believing in people so that they believe in themselves. And ultimately, is that that psychological warfare that they start believing in so much that they go, yo, boss, I don't need you no more. Sit your ass down. I got this. That's empowerment. Well, isn't it now? Now, that's a great question. And I'm, I'm curious. And Lulu, no, is loving it. Talking about empowerment. Absolutely. Now, you bring up a great point. And this is one of those things that's different. And it can be tough for those of us in the service. Um. What was that first feeling like? Because in the services, we ultimately want our so, somebody who works for us to tell us, take it. I got this. Go away. We're looking for that. When you got into the civilian world and started working those civilian jobs and attempted to do those things, what was the reaction you were getting? Oh, hell no. It was it was, you know, it was a cutthroat environment. They didn't want you to, they didn't, because they felt by giving you that power, by giving up that power, they were going to lose their credibility and their job. Um, and it's always been different for me. I mean, when I was at Integra, um, I had Sergeant Gibson, another Marine work with me, and I empowered them and gave them that influence even then. Um, and you could always make yourself relevant one way, shape or form, but in the civilian world, People don't really see that. I mean, even in the military, people don't really see that. It, it, it's it's a cutthroat world. It takes a special somebody to really build trust. And I'm a I'm, I trust you wholeheartedly until I don't trust you anymore. 
you you have my trust until you lose it. Yeah, I mean, and and that's and that's what these guys and ladies do for me, with me. Now, now most of them, you know, I know you've mentioned a couple other Marines that, that have worked for you, but what has been, and, uh, brother, I'm gonna try to say your name, Musa Baha. Just say Mo. Just say Mo. Mo. All right, Mo. So a guy like Mo, who you know isn't from the from the states. Here he is with this guy, and you're empowering him like that. What has been the reaction? I mean, most of us want to be in charge of something, but what are you seeing as a, <clears throat> excuse me, as somebody in the role that you're in? What are you seeing as reaction from some of these people? Are people like, yeah, great, grabbing it from you, or has it been like, yo, this is a lot to take on? You know, what are you seeing? Both, you know, both. I, you know, I, I have. You know, when I look at both of my, you know, my both my teams, right? I got my left and my right hand, right? I got Jendrick on one hand who I I really he's I throw things at him. He's more reserved, cautious about it, right? And he's like, whoa, hold on, right? Then you have, you know, Mo, who is more of a risk taker, but willing to go and trip and fall. You know, Jendrick is more of a perfectionist. So it really depends on the individual, but you get both sides of the spectrum. They're not bad. Both of them are equally important, but just in different in different aspects, if that makes sense. No, that makes sense to me. So so here we are. We're we're seven months down the road. I remember when uh when you took on the position in the distribution warehouse. I remember reaching out to you. We were talking. Where do we go from there? How do we leave that again and we're stepping out on our own? Because you've already hit like Vinny. I put your story out there. I always liked the story. You fell, and I know how I know the other story. You fell flat on your face, eat shit, and now here you are. You're putting money in your pocket. The family's okay. You guys are doing good. And you're gonna step out again. Yeah. What what was that conversation like? And and most putting you Mo says it. You, he owns his own business because of you. That's empowerment, brother. That's paying it forward to somebody else. That's yeah. not holding on to the secrets. No, and 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 it's it's you know my 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 thought process and you know me and Jay Joanna talked about it right. We said this was a temporary move. I needed to put money on the table, um, and I was gonna do it or die. Period. And in my family, I don't really have anybody that I can rely on in my immediate family. Um, well, yeah. so, well, when I mean my media, I mean like my parents, outside of, you know, outside outside of my of household, parents. outside of my household, my parents are both deceased, you know, I'm by myself, whatever. And I only really had my, uh, my, my mother-in-law and my, and my father-in-law that I said, listen, I want to start this logistics company and I need some money. And, um, I was like, the, they walked out the room, they came back with a check, and they said, how much? Never in my life, never in my life I had anybody tell me that, right? And 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 me and my in-laws, uh, we've had some rocky, you know, some rocky uh, scenarios, um, but we've always had a great relationship. But I've never had somebody say, here's an open check, go out and take it. I gave him a figure, he wrote it. They didn't ask me for a business plan. They didn't ask me for anything. I set this LLC up and I charged away. 
and never looked back. Well, if you were my son-in-law, I'd have issues also. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, and look, Eric Cook jumping on with us. What's up? Uh, another one of my Marines. Uh, so, I mean, so, so here it is. Roman Empire Logistics has started. And, and folks, I've thrown it up there on our, on our banner. And for those of you that are listening to the uh, podcast side of this, make sure you know, you're checking out Roman Empire Logistics. If you're down in the city looking for work, Vinny's got work down in the city. If you're up here in the Albany area, Vinny's got work up in the Albany area. I don't know why he won't work with me, though. I mean, I, we had that conversation earlier today. I just keep busting his chops over it. But, uh, you know, Vinny's out there. You know, check out Roman Empire Logistics, just like it sounds. Uh, RomanEmpireLogistics.com. Check him, check him out. Uh, and I'll also tell you, uh, if you go and look for Vinny on like LinkedIn and you want to reach out to him and find out like, Hey, you know, I've got a business plan. I got an idea. I got something that I'm, uh, I'm looking for. Uh, it's Albert. I look at him. He looks like a fucking Albert. (laughs) You're giving out all my secrets, bro. Albert Roman jr. On uh, LinkedIn and all that. So make sure you reach out, uh, and let him know real quick here. Uh, Lulu, you're not afraid of sharing the mental wealth, pushing others to success. Eric, Eric Cook jumping on. I will work with you. Uh, let let me know what I can do. I mean, absolutely, brother. I mean, why wouldn't somebody? I mean, Vinny's just one of those guys. Again, very contagious, but I will also tell you, don't come halfway. Don't bring half a step. Can't be half cocked. You, you will get run over. So here it is. They hand you the check. We're going to start our... Our, our logistics company, I love Sean Murphy Logistics. Um, uh, that was the first name. I guess he went with M- Roman Empire Logistics, which I think is just bullshit. Should have went with the first name. So, so this thing kicks off here. We're going full forward. Then what? 2019, uh, I think it's August 27th, uh, 2019. We started with five vans, five, eight drivers. We were supposed to start with 10. Two didn't show up on me the first day, so we started out with eight. Fast forward, uh, we were at about I don't know Hold four on. months. You can't this. you can't fast forward that. So so what was that first? I mean, Vinny, first day running logistics, delivering delivering goods. We'll call it delivering goods. Delivering was- goods. What two guys don't show up? You still got to make these runs. You got five vans. All of them say free candy on the side of them. What what happens here? What is that day like? Well, that day is chaos because I brought all eight people with only five vans just to, to make sure I cover my assets, right? I got to cover my ass. It was nerve-wracking, right? I, I, I had never done it before real time like that, right? Other than, you know, in the Marine Corps here, there. And uh, now my name is attached to all this. And it's it was kind of like watching your, your kids give birth. Soon as these people jumped into this van and they took off, like, yeah, here I am. And off you go into the streets of Queens and Brooklyn. Um, real nerve wracking, but we made it. Uh, we made it and, 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 you know, we rinsed and repeated. Our first year we grew unto, uh, unto 40 vans, uh, 40 vans, about 80 employees. Then our That's first legit. Yeah. I mean, I mean, bro, you're, you're talking 40 vans, 80 employees. You got a full-time HR person. 
You've got a logistics manager. Um, the other one you said you're right. I got a, I got an ops manager. I have uh, I got a, um, I got an ops manager. Two ops managers. I have um, on the road supervisors, and then I got um, leads, lead drivers that are on the road. So, and that was, and, and now that's August of 2019. August of 2018. Where are we? 2018. I was in uh, 2018. I was in Save a Lot, pushing groceries out uh, across the eastern New York. Think about that, folks. In a matter of a year, from a grocery guy to running his own logistics company, running services. Every day you and I'm going to put this out there. This would be my PSA for all this. Every day when you say, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I, I'm about it. There's my boy, Chad. Uh, Chad, real sidebar real quick as I get ready to go in my soapbox. You need to reach out to me because we got an interview we got to do. But <laughs> as we, we sit there and we, we think, I can't, I'm not willing to, it all works out. It, I, I can't say it enough. It will work out. You, you, can, continue, you can continue to fail. Every day, as long as you move forward, as long as you realize what you did the day prior, as long as you don't do the same shit again, I, I always, and here's a big thing. I want to get your thoughts on this, Vinny. How do you feel about people that when they have their first mistake, they do a full rudder adjustment and just go a whole separate direction? What are your, what is your statement to that? I think it's crazy. I Why? think it's, it's absurd because a mistake, you got to learn from it based on what the scenario is. The mistake is only, you got to pivot, not completely turn the ship around. You, you got to, you got to, you got to pivot and you got to, you, you got to be able to stay true to what, what was your mission intent, right? What was that mission statement? Just because something didn't work out, right? So I'm making, I, my plan is I got to deliver packages all across Brooklyn and Queens. And I and my vans broke down. I'm not gonna stop. And now I'm gonna go deliver with motorcycles and completely change my platform. But that's what people do. You gotta adapt, overcome, use that example from that scenario, that mistake that happened, and adjust. You gotta adjust slightly. It's almost like when you right back at the rifle range, side alignment, side picture, right? You shoot from the 500 yard line, right? Just small adjustments get you into the block. Same thing in business. You can't just complete just because you tripped and fell and something didn't work right. Always go back to the basics. What's that mission statement? What are you trying to accomplish and continue that path? You always got to make a tweak here there. You always got to kind of elevate it. doesn't matter. You can't ever stop elevating it. You're always going to fix it, break it, fix it, and break it. Now, <laughs> here, let's fix this. Hey, Nathan. Where are you at? To the, so this has been an ongoing thing. Hey, Nathan, you want to tell everybody what happened this week in fantasy football? What what place are you playing for? I'm just we'll we'll all wait for your statement. If anybody's wondering, it's not first like your boy is. Your boy's playing for first. Nathan got his ass kicked by your boy this week. So going back to basics. Hey, look, that even brings me right into the basics kind of statement. When when you talk about basics, it. Yep, look at that third place, second loser. Um, <laughs> so you talk about basics. 
and, and you're building that basics plan. So you got handed a check in your head. You had a plan and you were going to build this thing. What were some of the things that going back, you know, you've been successful. And, and when I say serial entrepreneur, Vinny, how many other businesses have, have been spawned off of what we're at right now? How many other things? So right now I have a, uh, I have an Amazon store that we, we, we run. I have a uh, acuity risk uh, consultant. I'm a partner in, um, in a risk management uh, team as well um, out of Long Island. Um, I'm helping uh, my boy right there, Mo, start up his, uh, his mechanic shop. We're doing a body shop this year um, for that. Um, I mean, the list could go on. I mean, and you've, and you've sold some of these businesses. I have a flooring company, uh, started that up and, and uh, got at the right place at the right time. And people saw the noise that, that my wife and I were making and we were able to sell that make a profit off of it and move forward as well. I mean, everything's about, that was a miss. That was a, a good, that's a good example of a pivot. So uh, this is a perfect example, right? So be careful on biting off more than you can chew, right? So I'm notorious for, I'm always afraid and I'm always, people think that I chase money and that I'm chasing money. I don't chase money. I, I chased opportunities, right? To make, to, 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 to give me the opportunity to create a passive income so that I can live a successful retirement. That's my goal in life, right? So I went out and decided, you know what? I'm going to make more money. I'm going to, I'm going to put a flooring company up. I'm the, I'm the least handiest mother flower you're going to have out there, right? <laughs> I can't hang, I can't hang a damn TV. Now I got into this flooring thing and I realized real fast, I'm really fucking good at it, but being 16 hours in a van isn't, isn't conducive to the business. And that's a mistake that I chose, right? Because everything else, I was trying to balance all these different balls. So I was able to elevate it, made a lot of money, sold it because of the work that I put. But the lesson that I learned is my ass don't need to be in a van 16 hours a day. <laughs> I need to figure out other things to do. You're not a labor. You're, you're moving beyond the laborer point. Oh, bro, don't even get me started. I ain't ripping. I ripped carpet one time because I try to show the installer how to do his job. Yeah, how'd that work out? Yeah, my, my Marine Corps back came back at me and told me I'm not allowed to do that no more. <laughs> and then and then the allergies kicked in from all that dust <laughs> kicking up off the floor. Yeah. It, we, that, that goes back to somebody once was like, hey, you know, would you ever go, you know, roofing's great money. I'm like, yeah, I did that shit one time. I'll never do that again. That and, I'm not uh, built for that world. Eric, but, I am in the cannabis. Uh, I'm already in the cannabis line with the uh, risk consultant side of it. Uh, we are, we are already dabbling in that as well. Look, send me a message, Eric, because I've been trying to figure out how to get into it. I just can't do it. Have you looked at, you know, sidebar to all this left turn for a moment, folks. Have you looked at what the cost of a license in New York is? $250,000. And if they don't give it to you, you, you don't lose. get your money back. Yep. So, so think about that for all of you that are like, hey, I want to get into the weed business. You're better to be the security guard or sell some shit at the <laughs> counter. Because if you ain't got stacks and they made, that's the only thing I find dirty in the, in the New York cannabis business. I've looked at it is it's dirty from uh, the standpoint of if it's quarter of a million dollars just to get a license to sell it at a, as a distributor. And that doesn't, and then you got to find cities that around here that haven't turned around and said, no, 
we don't want it in our in our town. A lot of towns in, in uh, throughout New York have been like, no, some have gone back right. to it. Um, it. It's God, it's a whole conversation in and of itself, because it's definitely a business that I've talked about. Like, I would be so interested in getting into it only because how many times can you get in? Whether you, you're into smoking or not, you know people are going to do it. How many times in your life can you get into the ground floor of an industry? It's exciting. It, it's exciting. And I'm not in it at the, you know, at the ground level, like getting the stuff, but I am in it uh, in the whole process. My The team that uh, my partners, they really, uh, really invested a lot of the time and, and, and energy in, in building this out. Um, so we work in that, we work in that angle as well. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting thing. I've done, like I said, I've I've done some looking, talk to friends, but like I said, you know, I don't know about anybody else. You you can't get a bank loan for it because it's because of the federal side to it. And unless you, unless you're working with folks that got a quarter of a million in cash sitting around that are willing to be like, yeah, those are not, I know I grew up in East Baltimore. I know where Vinny grew up at. If I knew a cat that had a quarter of a million dollars sitting around, you weren't going to want to pay the VIG on that shit. <laughs> no. You might not want to fuck with that too much. And no. I ain't that guy. So now, now this becomes uh, part of the question. So we're talking about some businesses, some things that are jumping up. I want to go back to 2019 for a minute. You get that check. Is there anything that you would say to that Vinny that maybe would have made life a little bit easier on you? Yeah. Um, do your research, do your research on the industry. Um, you know, I, I don't assume, you know, things, um, you don't, um, that's, that's how I, the risk management thing came about. You know, I didn't know shit about insurance. I should have educated myself on insurance on how, you know, how New York state, New York city insurances, you you know, dealing with insurances when you're dealing with fleets as large, as large as I do, you know, you're talking about a $2 million policy, you know, you're talking about loss runs. I never really dealt with those things. You know, I didn't educate myself fully on, on, on what the criteria is, is how does that, how, how do you put that into, build that into your business plan, into your PL, right? Is your rates going to go up? How do I control my rates? You know, workers comp, how do I avoid this, right? All these things, like, these are things that I say that when you're starting a business, either find someone that has the experience or surround yourself with smarter people than you are. And that's what I did. We went to a restaurant. I met these guys from the NBA, an Air Force guy, uh, my, you know, one of my favorite Air Force dudes and an Indian, right? Yeah, we, we, we talked about it. They started this company. They had the experience on the insurance side. Now I surrounded myself by smarter people. They were, they were able to give me that information that I needed to, to move on. So if I had a Vinny then, I would tell Vinny, Find those smart people, spend the money if you need to, but don't be afraid to say you don't know, because that's the problem that a lot of entrepreneurs want to say, I know everything. I got this my way or the highway. That's not necessarily true because I I learned a lot from my 26 year old Jendrick Jendrick, who used to tell me I need to learn how to let go and trust. Then I learned from 17, 16 and a half years in the Marine Corps, right? You got to be humble because that's, that's the key. That's the, other people have good ideas and it's okay to take ideas from other people. It's okay. 
It's not stealing. I, I say this all the time. The wheel was invented a long time ago. The rest of us has just been adding to that shit. You know, you know, uh, I'll use an analogy that I like. So I love comic books and, you know, a little bit. I mean, you know me. Uh, We've got a a big collect. We've got our and our quarterly meeting with uh, Doug, Doug Dreyer next week talking about comics. Do you know who Neil Adams is? No. uh, Fucking pay attention, Vinny. Stop. What are you doing? You know me, man. Come on, man. God, but but I I throw this out there, you know, where Neil Adams, you know, one of the most influential people in comics, he used to he traces, he traces things. Really? Now think about that for a minute. When we think about comic books, we think those artists. He traces things, and he'll tell you some of the best artists ever, Jack Kirby, traced things, because why am I gonna work harder, work smarter? So here we are. And I throw that out there because I, I know everybody's talking and I've tried that into what Vinny's saying. Don't try to do it all yourself. I know it's scary to introduce other people because they have ideas different than yours in your business plan. Your plan isn't always great. If you've listened to my show, this is episode, I think, 93. If you've ever listened to my show and you go back to the first episodes, this episode sounds nothing like that one because we had to grow and we had to evolve. We had to get better at what we were doing. We had to make sure everybody felt welcome at the bar. So here we are, Vinny. It, we, we launched in 2019. March hits. What is March of 2020 like for somebody who, a fresh business owner? You're, you're less than what? Nine months? Yeah. It, nine months. New business. New York City. New business. What is that like? That was crazy. Um I had to make a decision, right? I live in Albany in upstate, so in the capital region. My business is in the city and in the hot spot of COVID. I had to make a decision to move down to the city and, uh, you know, do what I had to do for my for my people. So we we were running uh, almost, uh, we were running 100 trucks on the road. I had to convey and trust and have everyone trust me that we were going to take care of them throughout this whole pandemic. We had to create systems that we were keeping them safe so when they bring vans in how we spray them down how we clean sanitize everything so on and so forth and uh i needed to show my my team my folks that i was there with them we are all blue collar workers so they needed to see me there i'm no different than anybody else i put my pants on one leg at a time and i needed to show that and it was scary so my wife ran the whole back end with my HR, uh, Barbara in the back end. And, you know, that's the dynamic duel in the back. And then it was me and Jendrick uh, and Mo up front. And we and that's how we ran it. And we not only succeeded and gave jobs when people didn't have jobs and opportunity, um, we became the top um, company out there in the five boroughs. Um, and we ran 100 trucks in the worst time of the years. And we did it with pristine. We hit metrics that, you know, that we have. We hit the highest metrics. And we and, and the stations that we're coming out of, the warehouses, they were all new. So this is all, you know, all new. I'm adapting, overcoming, adapting, overcoming. We were kind of like the guinea pigs. Um, it, it was a hell of a run. It was scary as, it was scary as hell. It's still, I mean, it still is. I mean, it hasn't ended. It, I got, 
I, I got a new evolution right now. Right, right. Yeah, no. We were just talking about that earlier today. Vinny and I were talking. I think him and I normally hit each other up with a phone call about once every two to three months. What's going on? Have you caught on fire? Are you still alive? What's happening? Uh, all those things. It, and I'll throw some some things out that have been coming up. Lulu said, add your branch to the tree. You're absolutely right. Nathan, you are. I'll give Nathan this. He's horrible at fantasy football, but he's very good at guest booking and finding people. For some reason, people want to talk to him. I haven't figured it out yet. I try to delete him out of my phone. It keeps popping back up. Uh, and, and Jeanette, I've missed you so much, Jeanette. Jeanette is our uh, English Badger. Um, she is amazing. Uh, and it's gr she says it's great to find people who are generous with their knowledge and are happy to encourage people who want to be in the same business that there. I, I promise you. And I've run into this. Have you run into this? And I'm curious because your wife wasn't in the Marine Corps. She was close enough. She yep. spent enough time around it. But have you run into or maybe the the folks that you're talking about, like Gendron and uh, Mo, who you kind of say, hey, well, I'm going to tell somebody about this. And they're like, why are you giving away our secret? Why are you telling our information? Have you run into people who are like, don't do that. They're going to know what you know. Mo. Mo tells me that shit all the time. He's like, why are you telling them this? You don't need to tell them that. Because anytime that I see another business owner and I talk to them, I always say, listen, I'm going to send somebody from my team to go make sure that you're doing it right. And if you're not doing it right, or if you're doing it, see if you can do it better and i i tell my and i don't force them i asked them right hey, Gen hey gendry can you go help so and so hey mo can you go help they never really understood but to me i'm creating a team behind me that believes in me because i believe in them so therefore you never know what you're going to need man and, and and it's and i believe in doing the right thing for the right reasons when nobody's watching and who gives a fuck if i can show somebody that shit who gives a fuck Success is success. Brother, at, at, you're nailing it. I, I promise you, if I told you what I do, maybe you can do it like I do it. Maybe you do it better than I do it. But if you don't do it, that don't hurt my feelings. And, you got to do it. And that's the biggest thing. You know, when people say they don't want to tell someone or they don't want to give away the information or give away the secret. Listen to me. The secret's already out there. It's have you gone out and found it? Have you gone out and executed? And that's what Vinny does. You know, Roman Empire Logistics.com. Make sure you're checking it out. Uh, you go and find him on his, his LinkedIn at Albert Roman Jr. Reach out to Vinny and, and connect with him. I'm telling you, you won't be disappointed. A and he's one of the, you know, you're listening to the two of us. It sounds like a bunch of assholes who can't speak the english language between my accent and his accent it can just get silly it just sounds like hard um but the other side to it is is you're talking about two guys who had to figure it out had to find a way to make it happen i don't run my own business but i don't run my own world you know i i've got a i've got a great network behind me i've got this world this is my business right here talking to you guys and i can tell you how to do it but will you execute it? And that's what Vinny's telling you. He can tell you all about it, but are you going to execute it? And I promise you something. And I want to get Vinny's opinion on this. Vinny, if I told you that, hey, 
you know, and I'll use Jeanette because she's on here or Lulu. They reached out to you and and they they followed your plan. They're doing what you said to do, and they're they're making more money than you. How would you feel about that? Yo, excited, man. I, I'm doing it. I'm doing it right now. I just got a phone call from a staff sergeant. We we me and Pat and Pat Lorenz are are helping broker this deal. And I, I literally called the staff on and I said, staff on, you know that you're gonna take this company starting tomorrow. You're gonna you're gonna be a business owner. Do you have A, B, C, D, E, F, G? I got it. I get it. All right. There's no secret except hard fucking work. Going out there and having the tenacity, the intestinal fortitude to go out there, grab the shit by the fucking balls, and go out and get it. That's, That's it. it. That's it. And be afraid. Afraid to fucking fail. If you're not afraid, then that's a fucking problem in my world because I'm going to be afraid to drop that ball and, and I'm not afraid of making mistakes, but I'm going to be afraid of failing. And that's what keeps me, if I'm not kept up at awake at night knowing that I got a responsibility to mow, to gender, to all these dudes out there and, and, and the ladies that work for me, then I'm a shit-ass individual because I really ain't putting my full focus into it. And that's the difference, man. I don't chase money. I change lives. And through that process, I become successful. That's a great t-shirt. I don't chase money. I change lives. I think we just created the new Roman Empire shirt. I don't <laughs> chase money. I change lives. Um, I do need a dollar off of every one of those t-shirts. Yeah. Um, going to put that on the public. Um, you heard it here. Trademarked. From the Above the Bar podcast, I'm gonna save that shit. So, but but I mean, you're you're absolutely right. So here we are. It's it's now we're and you kind of mentioned it. You know, I watched the news this morning here in Albany where we're located at on the East Coast, and um, it came up. You know, we had the highest number of cases ever. Fifty seven thousand. It was some ridiculous number, like more than when the, when this whole thing started. So again, you're a business owner and we talked about this earlier today. You're rotating eight on eight off, you know, (laughs) got healthy. Great. Now that you got healthy, I got the same amount of guys that just went out. Okay. Now you guys just went out. I guess gotten more healthy. How do you, what is, what advice would you give to somebody running a business today as this is getting worse than it was before? Um, and we're not shutting anything down. That's the crazy thing to me. And I understand what the shutdown did. I understand what it did to businesses, what it did to schools. I'm not advocating for it. Don't anybody send me any hate mail. And if you, you guys don't send me any mail anyway, so I don't give a shit. Um, but what I'm saying is, is what do you tell that person who maybe they're looking to start a business tomorrow? Like they're launching tomorrow. And we just had this news. What's the best Vinny Roman advice roman logistics what are we telling that person you have to be thinking 5 10 15 20 20 weeks ahead you got to be looking at what's what's in the pipeline so for instance right now in our business knowing that we have all these high um uh covid cases and people getting sick within the winter the flu whatever the case may be you know mo's already looking to hire more folks and have people on the bench um, to, to circulate that because it's going to be people that are not going to want to come back to work. So you got to constantly think, but do not lose focus of the people. 
you have to stay in tune with your people and you got to feel the atmosphere and you got to and you got to make sure you picking up that phone when somebody is goes down make sure that they're okay hey how you feeling do those checks why can't you call that family at home and say you know how how is mom doing you know hey i know you got it is everybody else at home okay right like it's not necessarily just me having to do it but empowering the rest of your supervisors leadership team to do it amongst each other um that's the best advice that i can give you because that's what's helping us as my peers around me are dropping routes and rotations we still haven't um and we haven't until this point thank god but it's because we think ahead of time you know i yell at i yell at most sometimes about gendric and why we got so many people or why we got so many this and they go they're covering their ass they're thinking 5 10 15 20 days ahead of it so that's the key thinking always ahead and always having a, always problem solving even when there's not a problem break your processes fix it break it again fix it again you can never have a tight enough process there's always room for improvement always it's just like in the battlefield now you can i've got does that make sense it does it makes sense and you and you bring up something with from a leadership standpoint um where do you feel like a leader has to go from sympathetic to to leader and what i mean by that is you know some of the things you're talking about i i do that all the time i'm running into it all the time with my folks hey what's going on what's happening how's your family losses all these things um but where do you switch it and just have to do you do you have your trigger point where hey we just got to cut this loose we just got to cut them loose do you, yeah. do you understand the question I, yeah. I, don't know, I'm yeah, yeah. I mean sometimes sometimes you got you got to go from emotions to business you, know, you got to go you, from where do you go from emotion to business mo said he's otherwise we're going to sit in the corner cry mo mo yeah. if he is Mo in Albany or is he in the city? He's in the city. Do you let him come up to Albany? He, you comes, up him here. he comes up here. He always goes to Lake George, bro. Mo. I take care of him. Mo, next time you're up this way, if Vinny, if Vinny don't keep you away, we'll sit down. We'll we'll get us a bottle of, of bourbon and uh we're gonna sit down and we're gonna talk. I like Mo already. Mo's my kind of people like, oh y'all think just because I got here, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Y'all can eat shit. I love it already. So, but where does it really go from? From when you, you make that transition as a leader, and I know I, folks, we're going to get ready to go over an hour here shortly. But I really think that this is we're we're getting behind the curtain of some leadership things. I know where it is for me. Where do you feel like it is for you? You you really got to keep your finger on the pulse on your culture on your on your on your company, right? You got to know your people. So. As, as cliche as it sounds, like in the Marine Corps, know your Marines and seek self-improvement, right? And that's what I tell my guys. I check myself between Barbara, my HR person, and Mo, who's my, my boots on the ground, right? And I tell them how I feel based on the scenario, and then we'll make a decision uh, with, as a team with Joanna, everyone's opinion. And, and there's times that I get vetoed. I'm the goddamn owner. I get vetoed. I get vetoed. They say no. today. No, it ain't even Jay. It's, it's actually Mo. It's actually the Gendricks. It's actually the Barbers of the world. They'll tell me, Vinny, we don't agree with you, and this is why. And this is where I go back to. Sometimes I could get emotional and say, yo, Sean is trying to fuck me. Fuck right. Sean. Like, no. And then Mo's like, well, 
you weren't with him, but his cat died and he's having some serious issues and we need to be a little bit more understanding and you got to be able to balance that. And you got to, so I use if, why have a team if you don't use them? Right. So I use the shit out of my team. I can't function without the risk consultant. So without security, making sure my vehicles, my workers come, my people, I can't function without them. I can't function without the most. I can't function without my HR because I need all that advice and that into that, that knowledge surround yourself with smarter people to help us make the right decisions for the people. That's the difference. When you keep the people in mind as a whole, not as individuals, it changes the game. I'm loving it. And, and, and these are things that, you know, look folks, um, and and Lulu, I think Lulu's cutting out human and boss. It makes all the difference. It, it really does. These these are things that you know. A, as you're listening to this, these are leadership things. Um, these are the the differences. Uh, I watch great video, and it was funny because it was like one. It was from a movie that my kids watched. And look it up. It says something about the difference between a boss and a leader. And it was just a pack of dogs where the lead dog was the only one drinking water. And one of the other dogs cracks the ice and they all can drink. That's what Vinny is telling you. If you have knowledge, you have a good network. I got a strong network. I know I do. I get people all day long that will reach out to me and say, hey, do you know? Hold on a sec. I know somebody. Don't be afraid to introduce your network. And that's one of the other things Vinny's, I feel like Vinny's telling you is don't be afraid to bring people into your network. Don't be afraid to introduce people into your network because one of those biggest things, if I'm afraid to introduce somebody to Vinny, there's a problem. And that problem really comes from, is he really in my network? Is he really one of my people or am I in a whole nother realm here? I should never feel afraid to introduce someone to my network because at that point I'm not part of that network. I'm not really in that network and they're that network's not working for me. So I, I, and I, and I challenge everyone that's listening to this really truly think about this. If somebody's come out to you and said, Hey, do you know somebody that does blank and you didn't introduce them to that person? Because you're afraid that that person will get upset at you. Does that person give a shit about you? No. That's the question you got to ask yourself. And and Jeanette is saying empathy goes along. She's got a lot of O's in there. Way in leadership. It's how you keep loyal employees. Uh, I talk about this all the time. And let there be food, water, and work for all from Lulu. I say this all the time. People don't quit jobs. I have never quit a job. They quit bosses. Quit bosses and they quit cultures. Vinny is creating a culture where people want to be there. He's an employer that people want to work for. But I truly honestly believe that if you look at your network and somebody reaches out to you, they believe enough in you and think enough of you as a person and say to you, hey, Vinny, I was looking on LinkedIn and you're connected with Mo. Can you introduce me to Mo? If Vinny goes, I, I really can't introduce you to Mo. Um, that wouldn't be a good thing. If he says that to you, you don't have to blow Vinny off, but you got to ask Vinny at that point should ask himself, how much does my relationship matter between these two people? 
Because I'm going to tell you right now, if you reach out to me and say, Murph, can you introduce me? I'm either going to tell you I don't know him that well or here, let me introduce you. And I throw that out there because even today uh, through LinkedIn, one of uh, a guy who helped me out on when I was in in a bad spot in my career, um, he reached out to me and said, hey, Murph, I want to introduce you to to another person who is ha- you know, looking to make a career change. His name, the gentleman who helped me out, his name is Andrew. And Andrew reached out to me and was like, hey, you know, Andrew Beach. Andrew reaches out to me and goes, hey, I want to introduce you to somebody. Sure, I'll talk to the guy. Absolutely. It costs me nothing. Passion costs you nothing, folks. Passionate leadership costs you nothing. Um, but you can grow. You can you can take that and flourish it to so many other things. I mean, I'll tell you right now, the queen of the queen of networking, Chrissy, she's a she's a savage, right? She's a beast. She's a, she's a savage. But she but if you really look at what she does, she's cultivated a lot of relationships that have grown into something. And that's what it is. That that's literally what it is. You surround yourself with good people, man. You do good things. Good shit happens when you're a freaking douchebag like some people out there. Just do what the fuck you're going to say you're going to do and get it fucking done. And the rest will all fall into place. That's I, it. I know who he's calling a douchebag. <laughs> I'm not going to get it because that's a, see, that's that's a hot I'm, topic. That's a hot topic. And, and I fall Jerry in, Springer. That's a and Jerry I fall Springer. In, and I fall in between it because I love both of you. you know, <laughs> I love both of you. So here we are. What's the next step for the Roman Empire? You know, we ain't trying to see this empire fall. We don't want to see this empire fall. What's the next step for the Roman Empire moving forward? So uh, right now it's it's you know we we the logistics is is it's already pretty much on autopilot. Mo got it on autopilot. We uh, I'm really just concentrating on the risk consultant side, growing that business, um, making sure that those guys are are are, are hitting their capacity and, and really doing great things because the team is phenomenal and just. Look into a 72-month plan, man. I want to I wanna get to a point that I can move to DR. And, uh, you just bought a house there, didn't you? I'm, yeah, I'm, that's what I'm doing. Yes, sir. DR. And Why DR? Why it's, DR? It's cheap. I speak Spanish, and I'm away from everybody. But you're Puerto Rican, aren't you? Exactly. I don't want no DR? Because it's cheap. <laughs> I don't know nobody. And nobody could just pop in and visit. It would just be me and Jay on the beach. I'll be, my kids, my, my kids are in school. My son will go to college in two more years. They come visit. They got a spare room. I'll be uh, buck naked walking around the beach and calling Ooh, it a no day. No one wants to see that. Come mm-hmm. on, man. I still get my, my PFT going, you know? No one wants to see that. Vinny got to sneak up on a glass of water. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I don't speak Spanish, so you can say that shit for me. Uh, <laughs> what does that mean what's up oh, okay see i don't i told you no hobla here <laughs> i got it we'll have to talk about some stories from master guns mac and uh master guns uh macarthur <laughs> i have to tell you a funny one uh what is that and lulu's on it and, and my porter rock what's a porter rock i don't know what a porter rock what's a porter rock that's a new york Rican. Oh, so oh! Instead of playing Puerto Rican, it's just a Puerto uh, Rock. Uh, Puerto Rock, like a new New Rican. I, I always know New Ricans. That's what I always knew it at the Marine Corps. 
Look, and that was look, God, that's a whole nother show about shit that you didn't know existed till you got into the Marine Corps. I can absolutely 110% tell you I met one person of any Hispanic descent during my life growing up until I got into the Marine Corps. And then I got in the Marine Corps and it was like, I'm hearing Banda. I'm hearing like, it sounds like carnival music. And I'm like, what the hell's going on here? It's like a whole nother world to me. And I'm like, this is incredible. And Bro, now it's in a country. What the fuck? Right, exactly. Here you are from New York City, and now you're listening to country music. You know, I grew up in East Baltimore. You know, we had a little bit of like go go out of DC. That's a whole God. That's a whole conversation. Get a bunch of bunch of us together and just talk about what was the shit you learned in the Marine Corps, like dip spit, like dipping, like bro. I didn't know nobody did that shit. Nah. Like you get in the Marine Corps and you're like you run into some kid from like. Georgia or Alabama, and he's got like they take that dip out, put it on their bedside, wake up in the morning, put that shit oh, right yes. back in. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, man, you just put a little little shot of Jack Daniels in that dip there, and you can go all day long with that thing. It tastes just like it. Little Copenhagen and Jack Daniels. Oh, it's a whole nother thing. Well, Vinny, we're gonna get ready to close the sign up here on on the bar, brother. Uh, you are welcome any day. Somebody, you, you know, in England, this is where pubs are where they used to do all their business, sign all their contracts. The pub owners used to actually be the, the notary republics for contracts. Did you know that? I did not. I just learned yeah. something. Yep. They, so you're, you know, that's why they were called a public house. Gotcha. So that's where that term pub comes from is public house. So, you know, this is a perfect place. So look, folks, I'm going to say it a hundred times. Um, I know a few great entrepreneurs. And Vinny is one of them, but where Vinny separates himself is compassion. Set some time off to the side. If you're going to talk to him though, because that shit's going to get long. That motherfucker long winded. He's got me beat. I get him. The only person I know. Bro, you, you worse than me. The only person I, only person I know where I got to be like, motherfucker, please stop talking. God, I gotta get my because you know we got as, as recruiters, we gotta get our words in. Y'all gotta get steps in, we gotta get words in. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Lulu says this was was fun and informative. Thank you. I'll be connecting. Lulu, please connect with both of us. I'm on there also, the Above the Bar podcast and Sean Murphy. Uh again, if you're looking up Vinny on on there on LinkedIn, please go look him out. It's Albert Roman Jr. I know him as Vinny, you know. Even though he's never invited me to his house. That's an interesting thing. Let's talk about that for a minute. No. Um, but you got weird for a second there, bro. I did, man. You never invited me to your house. That's kind of weird. <laughs> 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 I invited that bitch to my house either, so we ain't worried about it. Uh, that's the way Marines are like, man, I love you. I love you too. Can I come over? No. No. <laughs> no. But uh reach out to him. Roman Empire Logistics, Roman Empire Logistics.com. Uh, if there's any questions, you have any questions for us, please make sure you reach out to me at the Above the Bar Podcast. We're that's our name on Facebook, Gmail, Instagram, Twitch. Uh, also, the only one that's weird is, or and I don't even know why it's like this. Twitter didn't like the Above the Bar Podcast. They gave me Above the Bar Four. Uh, make sure you reach out if you have any questions, anything. If you enjoyed this, make sure you're going on to all your your social media devices. You're following us on all those platforms. 
you're going on and you're following the podcast because this is the live version, folks. And all of you that joined us for the live version, you can download this. People can hear that I read your your stories online here. Uh, I love my Jeanette. Cheers. Awesome podcast as usual. Love you, Jeanette. Been missing you. I know you've been uh, on the other side of the pond. Also, folks, I'll put another link up at the bottom of today's show. We are giving away a signed Atlanta Braves hat and signed baseball in a case for Ian Thompson, Game 3 winner of the World Series. He's from uh, this area, Saratoga County, uh, Shen High School, Clifton Park. He's from the area. We have a signed hat and a signed ball. The link will be at the bottom of the show show notes, so please make sure uh, June 6th we're going to give that thing away. So we'll do our our show with uh, Doug Dreyer next week talking about collectibles and and what's hot right now. We're going to do that next week, and then that next Thursday at 7, I think it's, uh, no, I'll take it back, at 10 o'clock, the drawing goes off, I'll get the winner, and then I'll let whoever know. Uh, I think we got 75 people already have have uh, put their name in the hat. So look, you still got a shot to, to win it. Uh, so make sure you click that link. Vinny, anything else you got for the folks that are coming up? Anything you coming up here? If they ever want to reach out, like you said, man, reach out. I'm always, uh, I'm always willing to help. Um, seriously, anything you guys, ladies, anybody need anything, just holler at me and that's it. All right. I know that you said that was it, but the guest always gets the last word. So what's the last word, Vinny? The last words, uh, don't fuck it up and let's go get that money. Alrighty, folks, be sure to push your stool in. This has been an Earplug Podcast presentation found on EarplugPodcast.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, and wherever your favorite podcasts are found.